Welcome to Fuji Love. This is the show that is all about the Fujifilm X-Series and GFX cameras, but more importantly, it's about the photographers who love to use them. I'm Mark Sadowski, and this show is brought to you by Fuji Love Magazine. For the latest and greatest in all things Fujifilm X-Series and GFX, whether it's news, interviews, and so much more, head on over to fujilove.com. Subscribe today. And now, on with the show. My guest this week is John Branch. John is an amazing wedding photographer in North Carolina. He is an official Fujifilm X photographer. And according to his bio, his wife says that he is the king of the cuddly bears. So, (laughs) I mean, that alone, royalty present with us here today. John, how's it going? You are <laughs> I'm doing pretty well. John, John Branch the Fourth. <laughs> yes. Forgive me, I haven't seen uh, John Branch one through three, uh, but <laughs> yeah. I heard they were great. <laughs> Got to respect the dynasty, you know. <laughs> right on, um, man! It's awesome to have you on. Uh, I've been meaning to have you on for a while now. I am a big fan of your work. Uh, you are a wedding and portrait photographer, as well as a um, YouTube creator in helping those that are looking to make photography their business. And your videos are awesome, very informative. And, thank you, thank you. Uh, but your photography, man, I got to say, it's it, like you have this great way of uh, just capturing those candids and uh, even – even within those posed moments where you, you know you have to get the shot for, you know, for, for, for the clients, you know, and, and the parents to yep. put on the wall. But uh, the the one thing that I absolutely love is that even in those posed moments, you are genuinely getting uh, uh, life from the from the couple. Like you, you are getting them to uh, to to enjoy the moment and. Even though they're, they're they are posing for a shot, they are uh, just having a great time as though you're not there. And I think that's like the biggest uh, goal any photographer has to to, yeah, to to make things stand out. So well done! And uh, anybody who is listening right now should check out uh, what what is your Instagram? Uh, that would be at JBIV Photography or JBIV Photography. Nice. Um, so let's start off with, uh, what you're using right now. Um, you, for your wedding photography and your professional work, uh, what, what, what is your setup? Yeah. Um, so I range between two cameras off and on. I mainly am using my old trusty X-T3. I have two of them actually, and that's my go-to for weddings. Love that camera so much. Um, I also have a GFX 100S that I like to pull out from weddings sometimes as well. I actually shot a wedding with dual GFX 100s recently, which was super fun to do. <laughs> oh my God. We'll talk about that in a minute. I, I, I have thoughts, uh, but, um, but go on. I'm sorry. I interrupted. <laughs> oh no, not at all. And I, um, I also have an X-T4, but I use that mainly for 
video work and also if I hybrid shoot, which I'll do sometimes at an engagement session for my couples. Now, why do you use the the dual X-T3s instead of uh, having the X-T4 uh, during, uh, during a wedding gig? I'm curious. Uh, are you also doing video for weddings or um, is, is it just kind of like that comfort feel that you know the menu systems on each of the, the cameras? Yeah, it's a lot of that. It's mainly just comfort, comfortability with the camera. Um, also, I have my little petty reasons. I've never been a fan of flip screens. Yeah. Um, so again, just with the muscle memory, with the tilt screen, I just have that nailed in. It's like locked in so hard that when I switch to XC4, which I've shot a couple of weddings with, I just like, I have a personally hard time. The camera itself though is awesome. <laughs> Agreed. And I, I actually just recently tried the XC4, XT3. Um, and I actually might just go back to the two XT3s myself. So I was mm-hmm. genuinely curious there. Um, what was a what was it about the Fuji system that uh kind of just just drew you to it, and what what did you come from prior? Yeah, that's actually that's a great story because I feel like my whole photography career and my style and just everything kind of switched over when I went to Fuji. Um, so I was on Canon originally, and the story of me switching actually was. At the time, and this is this is like the beginning of my wedding photography career, I was shooting on a 6D, which had a single card slot, and I was getting to the point where I was like, okay, I'm shooting enough weddings now, I probably should try and at least get a dual card slot system. Um, I wasn't really concerned about full frame or not, and I had looked into Fuji, and the style overall was just really awesome, um, so I was kind of drawn to it. At the time, I had just found a photography mentor, Phil Porto, and he actually exclusively shot Fujifilm. So when I was seconding with him, he pretty much was like, hey, take this camera. And holding it in my hand was like enough to seal the deal. (laughs) Which camera did you hold? Uh, I believe it was the X-T2 at the time. X-T2, nice. So yeah, I, I immediately sold all my gear, went head first in the Fujifilm. And I think overall it's it's the feel of the system for me. And funny enough, like I don't really use the top dials, but it just brought the fun back to photography. And it made it made it less about like, oh, here's this camera and more of an extension of what I personally felt like I was seeing and being a part of, which leads yeah. kind of to what you were talking about earlier too with getting those candid moments. My camera's now not a factor in my art anymore because it's become so much a part of me. And I think just the way Fujifilm makes their cameras really exemplifies that. Yeah. It, it, it's an extension. It, it is. Um, once you get the hang of the autofocus system, which now isn't even a factor anymore. I remember prior to the X-T2, you know, the autofocus oh, yeah. was, incremental updates and uh but by the time the xt2 rolled around it was just you know uh, uh, everybody's off to the races and it, it, that, that's such a good feeling to be able to run with it and just <laughs> the sky that being the limit 
Um, that's awesome. And, and, and then from there, uh, it, it just, it's just been such a integral part. Um, now with you coming from Canon, uh, and, and coming from, especially the 6D, I love the feeling of the 6D. Um, it was one of my cameras that I never got to really, really use. Uh, I, I had rented it a couple times to see what other camera I wanted with my 5D Mark Three, I think it was. Yeah. And, and I fell in love with the little camera. It, it was like the grip, even though it was a plastic body. Like yeah, it was a, it was a nice little camera. I, I enjoyed my time so with it. Good. And the only thing that killed me with that camera was that it only had the center focus as the cross autofocus. Like it was the only good autofocus yeah. on the camera. And I was like, Oh God, no, <laughs> that's a killer for me. <laughs> um, and I'm, and it's, it's too bad because it, it was ahead of its time. It had the first, uh, Wi-Fi sync to, to your, uh, that, that you could transfer photos off of. Yep. It. Um, it was, it was amazing. I, I, I love that little guy and, uh, and it was no go. And so, uh, I, I bring that up because uh, you recently had the opportunity to try the Fujifilm X-H2. And how was it uh, using that camera system and, and the, 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 the interface along oh, with Oh, my it? goodness. Um, so the X-H2S was... X-H2S, yeah, thank you. It was... Uh, it was... I have a lot of feelings about it and most all the feelings are really good. It's, it's really fun for me to see where Fujifilm is kind of taking their cameras going forward. And honestly, like I have to fight myself not to buy one because <laughs> uh-huh. I, I don't really, I, I don't have a full justification to get one. However, yeah. it was that amazing of a camera in general in the time of me using it. Awesome. So, so do tell, like, what were, what were the first impressions holding it? Oh, so overall, the feel was great. Um, it almost, and I feel like I've seen other people say this, it almost feels like a mini GFX system. So it has that same kind of deeper grip to it. Um, it has that little screen on the top right. So yep. really, it's very reminiscent of the GFX system, which I liked um, over my time of using the 100S like I do like that body. I still prefer the XT series of bodies, but yeah. it it's really good. And I think most people actually might prefer the XH2S body. A lot of people have talked about the grip, the 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 dial system. Anybody mm-hmm. who's not keen on uh, the the knobs to to handle your exposure and and, and and whatnot you know this has been the system for them um, yeah and and let's talk about performance like what were the things that you got to use this camera on yeah i think you said you had about a a week to use this right yeah so i had it for a week 
Um, and I was able to do a couple of portrait sessions. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to do a wedding. I would have really loved to do a wedding, but even in my time using it, just like the performance was almost just ridiculous. Like the shutter was so quiet. Yeah. It was so fast. Like it was so fast that on high shutter burst, I had to turn it down. Cause, <laughs> Cause it was just like, I would barely touch the shutter and fire off like 20 photos. I'm like, Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> so I actually, I turned it back down to, I can't remember what the high speed burst is, but I turned it back down to like eight or something. Cause I was just like, this is, this is too fast. And don't even get started on the electronic shutter. Cause I tried it um, at the full 40 frames and, it's it just mind blowing. Video. <laughs> also, too, the um the electronic shutter. I don't know if this is new or I just don't know where the setting is on the XT4. But you can fire it off with no sound at all. Um, because I know the XT4 makes a little like like very very digital quiet sound. Yeah. Um, but you can turn that off altogether. So really, when I tried it, I didn't even know I was shooting because I held down the shutter and I was like, what. And I was like, oh, I just took 200 photos. (laughs) (laughs) And then, oh, the autofocus. Oh, my goodness. Oh, geez. This is fun. The autofocus was so good. Um, And again, that's why I keep, I do a fair amount of video work, mainly for my YouTube content, but that's about all I do. Yeah. So generally, the X-T4 is perfect. It has IBIS. It's great for any video work I do. But with the autofocus the way it was and the 4K 120 and just the overall performance on the video side, it really had me very much like, you know, I probably should just get this. <laughs> nice. And that would just be for, for your video work. Yeah. Wow. I mean, so comparing at the mo- at the time of this recording, uh, the, the X-T4 hasn't had any uh, firmware updates uh, just yet. Um, how how much of a f- uh, boost in autofocus is it compared to the X-T4? Oh, my goodness. I don't know the best way to explain it, but it felt like a world of difference. Um, it was mainly the speed and the stickiness of it, I think. Yeah. Because um, I, I don't think I've ever seen the autofocus track the head and eyes so well. Like I, I, I don't know how to equate how good it is, but it was just that much better that especially, and even, even for stills, that's another thing. Like a lot of people tend to focus on the XH2S for video. Yeah. But honestly, the stills, it just felt super snappy. The stills looked really good coming off the camera. The autofocus is great. Again, and going back to what you were talking about earlier with the 6D having that only cross um, focus point in the center, which I didn't even realize until you just said it, that actually formed very heavily how I focus. I tend to not do autofocus. Um, I'm a very heavy focus and recompose type of person still to this day. And I think it was because <laughs> I learned on the 6D. I never thought of, you said it. I was like, oh, yeah, that's why. <laughs> um, but the X-H2S the focus was so good that I found myself wanting to use more of the continuous autofocus and face tracking than I normally do. Cause generally I'm a single point guy, like all the way, Same all here. the time. You'll hear me talking about it all as like single point all the way, but it was very, very impressive. Like I'm very excited for Fujifilm's future. Cause 
Yeah. Oh, I just, oh, even I could go on forever. I, I'm right now just dreaming about the XH2 and that 40 megapixel. I would love to see what that looks like. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. And, and, and you know, that's not going to be the only big feature to it. It's going to have something else to it. It's going to have some, it, uh, man, I, I don't know. I, I, I keep dreaming. It's I uh, wait. <laughs> like what kind of crazy film simulation comes with it. And only that camera. Since <laughs> 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 so they haven't decided to share them lately. <laughs> um, man, that's, that's incredible. It's, uh, and I, I don't know. I, I am thinking about buying it. I never was one for that uh, that layout. It's it's the the but I, I like the knobs. Um, I, I'm not yeah. a fan of the GH um, the GFX like button system. Like I yeah, love the, the PSAM. Yeah, I love the the results. <laughs> I love using the cameras and you know, the, as, as, as far as hitting the shutter, but like trying to work out the, you know, the, the exposure, um, that's the part that just, I, I don't like, I really hope that Fujifilm makes another, um, GFX R system. That oh one, yeah. That one could be for the knobs people. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, but I mean that's neither here nor there. I'm super happy to hear that the uh, XH2 is uh, is looking really good right out of the gate. Oh yeah! If we keep talking about it too much, I'll probably go buy one right now. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> how did G? How did B and H come up on my screen? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where did that come from? Um. So going back to the GFX system, you said you were able to dual wield uh, one of them during a wedding. How? Oh yeah. How was it going back to Canon there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was actually wise. <laughs> so funny enough, I recorded that video and I'm editing it now. Um, so I'm gonna have a YouTube video showing me shooting with the two GFXs. Hopefully in the next month or so. But um, every time I kept thinking about it and i was like worried i was like oh i don't know the gfx you know it's medium format it's a lot for a wedding then i was like you know what this is what i was doing when i started like the 6d could only do five to six frames a second you know like this i'm i'd start it like this i shouldn't be scared of it so um it was interesting it was really fun and the photos are just like to die for i don't know if i could do it for every wedding though unless i think i might have to change my approach um, because my style sits kind of between very candid photojournalistic and then kind of styled as well. I tend to not, not necessarily run and gun, but I definitely catch moments just on the fly and I need to be able to, you know, like turn around 180 and just snap the shot real quick. Yeah. And the GFX, and I, I keep trying to say this the right way. The GFX is not slow, but it's medium format. Yes. So it's fast for what it is, but compared to like the X-T4, yes, like it's, it can't keep up. 
Agreed. But it's not that it's slow. It's because it's medium format. And yeah, I mean that waiting for that sh- shutter, that, that ka-chunk uh, yeah. is, <laughs> is such a different feeling than, you know, the, the, the XT three or XT four where it's just like, like for, for every one shot you take on the GFX feels like you could take like five, six different shots uh, on the, on the X system. Exactly. And, uh, and I mean, I, I set up my GFX in a way that would allow me to shoot as fast as possible. Um, I actually made a video about it and I'm sure anyone who shoots GFX probably thinks it's blasphemy because <laughs> <laughs> there's a there's a lot you have to do to get it to work for weddings like turn on the 35 mil crop and shoot you know not at full i think it's 16 bit color um turn off flicker reduction for every photo there's a lot of little things like that that will make it faster yes but it, it's still definitely like <laughs> yep i used the GFX 100S uh, back in back last year during a fall wedding, and I think because the couple was very laid back, and the entire wedding party, the entire family and friends, it was a very it was an older crowd, um, mm-hmm. not not too much older, but you know they were just relaxed. Um, it lent itself very well to the 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 pace of the gfx yeah and and in the the fact that it was in the fall made that a nostalgic negative film simulation oh my god i just (laughs) great i i really wish that film simulation was brought to um the x series man I, i would love it um, but when I got to use the, the 50 R, um, I, I noticed that this is when I noticed that a, a very active couple, uh, and a very active wedding party, it, it tends to lag behind a little bit. Um, but what I used it for this year, uh, in particular was, uh, getting shots that I would never be able to get uh, before, like I had some great landscapes, uh, and, and I basically made panoramic photos out of the medium format cameras. So like mm-hmm. use the, what is it like 20 by 60, you know, the, the, or, or, or that, whatever that panoramic crop mm-hmm. is and, and just make some incredible looking, um, uh, in camera panoramics, loved that. Yeah, uh, but uh, but going back to your your dual wielding session there, um, what what lenses were you using for it? Uh, what did I use? So I had the the forty five two point eight. So that was my my thirty five equivalent. Yeah, and I used the eighty one point seven. Oh God, I love that. Oh, so good. Oh my goodness, the eighty one point seven. So that was my <laughs> 50 millimeter equivalent and then i had the 110 just in case but one thing i found and again this is just like little things especially on a wedding day 
comparative to an X series. So when I when I started with the X series, I was on some of their smallest lenses, like all the F2, the 20, 23 yeah. F2, the 35F2, like the tiny, tiny. Um, and you can swap those lenses just pow, 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 real quick, switch them. Yes. Um, my biggest lens at the time was the 56. So one of the things that was probably the hardest, and again, this is what I was saying, I need to change the way I shoot, basically. The hardest thing for me was trying to switch lenses because those GFX lenses are big and, you know, the mm-hmm. mount is just huge. Um, so I'd be like, oh, yeah, let me switch to my 110 real quick. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> trying to take it off. Um, so a lot of times what I just did is I was like, oh, I'll just shoot something maybe a little bit wider and I can crop in anyway because I have so much just space. I mean, you can you can crop a GFX photo almost like 60% before it gets to the range of an XT series. Yes. So it's like, I'm just like, I'll just crop it, whatever. But yeah, I really, I almost, I want to shoot weddings. At one point I was really like, you know what, maybe I'll just go ahead and get another GFX and start shooting weddings with it and just adjust my approach. Cause it, I liked it a lot. Like I think in total, so I shot two weddings with one GFX and like an X-T3 or an X-T4 as my other camera, I shot one wedding dual wielding and I shot one wedding just GFX alone. Yeah. And I mean, it just, the quality is just, ah, uh, so good. It's amazing. It's, um, it does kind of make your styles clash with, with the different uh, bokeh, approaches yeah like Uh, you can you can feel it so much more yeah coming off the camera and it's uh yeah i looking looking back at everything i i want to say that uh now that i've had a chance to use you know all the gfx cameras um i definitely will 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 stay with the the x system um for for weddings but i yeah. would love to own uh one gfx camera as like a camera that my second photographer will use throughout the whole night oh, yeah. um, or that i can use sporadically like is something small small being a relative term uh, <laughs> <laughs> like the the like the GFX 50R, like that camera size was just perfect. And yeah, being able to have like the 80 millimeter lens on that thing, I think uh-huh. would be, uh, w- would be nice. And again, I could get those, the, those panoramic shots that I love. Um, especially if it's a big wedding party, a yeah. big wedding party where it's like 10 on each side. It's like, Man, it was so satisfying to line them all up, grab the medium format camera, take that panoramic <laughs> shot and say, here, you figure out how you print it. <laughs> yep. It's <laughs> so big. You ask for them. <laughs> um, Zoom all the way up. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. It's like... <laughs> Everything is there. Every detail, every, I mean, it is just such a gorgeous panoramic. Um, 
heck, I would print it out and, and, and frame it for them just just because it deserves to be. <laughs> yeah, just to, <laughs> this camera needs to be printed. <laughs> no, no, no. This is going on my wall. <laughs> uh, 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 yeah, it's I, I love it. I, I, I love the, the panoramic. And truth be told, I think it's the closest we're going to get to an X-Pan camera, uh, yeah. the, the GFX system. Um, cause I know the X-Pan film cameras are making a, a little bit of a comeback for the film enthusiasts. Yeah. And here we have the digital versions, right, right, right here. Ready to go. <laughs> um, right on. And so with your, uh, let's rewind the clock a bit. Uh, you're, you're happy with the 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 X series cameras we could keep talking war stories and, and just you know <laughs> fun triumphant moments with, with with the system but let's go back to the very beginning prior to using Canon like what when when did you get into photography when when did you know that this was going to be the the thing that you loved uh and made a career out of oh my goodness i always tell this story so Funny enough, I never really started as a photographer. Um, mm-hmm. I went to school for music production and sound design. So music was kind of my thing for my whole life. Yeah. Um, photography was something I was interested in, but I don't think I never really did it. Like I had a Polaroid back when I was in like middle school that I used to use, like an old 600, um, which I still have now. I found it at my parents' house. I love using it. Um and then I remember when I was in college, so this is like 2004 or something, I think I picked up a, uh, what were those, The like a power shot? Because yeah. it was the lowest level consumer full frame that Canon did or something like that. I don't think they were full frame at the time, but the power shots were nice. Yeah, it was like a G12. I think it was the first time they made a full frame. Something. I'm probably wrong, but, <laughs> but so I always, I loved photography and I'm kind of a man of the arts, if you want to say, um, like I grew up doing music. I drew a lot. So I was drawing and things. Nice. Um, I danced for a while. Um, actually funny enough, I went to school for music production, but the majority of what I did there was, was a background dancer on a lot of singer shows and stuff. That's awesome. <laughs> so I almost, almost danced more than I did the music. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so photography was always kind of in there, and I always thought it was cool. You know, I was just kind of like, yeah, photography's cool. Um, so after I met my wife, and we got pregnant with our first child, and she was like, I want to stay home with the kids. And I was like, okay, that's cool. I probably need to get another job. And she was like, no, you need to start a business. <laughs> and, and that's when I was like, well, hmm. And at the time, a lot of people were like, hey, your photography's pretty good. You look like you have a really good eye. So that's when I started really trying to take it seriously um, and kind of learn about photography and really get into it. So the art of it, I always had kind of a passion for, but it wasn't until I had a need that I really was like, great, let me jump into this photography thing. And honestly, I didn't know where it was going to go at all. I was just like, let me do what my wife said and <laughs> try mm-hmm. to start a business. And it, it went way better than I thought. That's awesome. Um, a lot of people don't get that uh, get that story. Um, what, what was it about uh, 
that that first year that made it successful? Like, were you able to get, um, did you just word of mouth? Uh, it was kind of a bit of both. I'm taking was, notes, by the way, now. <laughs> yeah, so the first the first year was funny because I really I really jumped in head first, like yeah. honestly, like head first to a fault, and luckily nothing happened. <laughs> um, so so how did I say? So I started out, um, and I'm not sure if you're familiar with the website Thumbtack, but one of those type of systems where you know people go on there and say, Hey, I need some kind of service. And then Thumbtack's like, Hey, we have a bunch of professionals you can choose from. And, you know, with Thumbtack, you can do anything. Like I could look for a plumber or someone to put in my wood flooring or something of that sort. So I was on there and the way it worked on the professional side is that I paid them for points. And then when a client needed something like a wedding photography, I had to use points to get in contact with them. So they're like, hey, I want weddings. And I'm like, great. And Thumbtack's like, okay, cool. That's going to be eight points. But what I noticed was engagements were only like two points, which made it a lot cheaper. So what I started doing was focusing on engagements and then trying to book the couple for weddings afterwards. Oh, and sure. So my first wedding was a small one, like tiny. They only wanted, it was one of those couples who were like, hey, can you just like, can you take like 10 photos of the ceremony? <laughs> so you yeah. know, it was my first wedding. So I was like, yeah, I'll show up. Um, and it was kind of a funny story because, so I get there super early because I just needed to be there for the ceremony, maybe like the very start of the reception, get there early, all amped up. You know, I'm young and ready to go. It's at Central Park. Um, I show up, I got my dual camera system. I'm taking it way too seriously. I show up and the planner is like, oh, hey, you going to take some photos? I was like, oh, yeah, I guess so. I didn't really think I was supposed to come to the ceremony itself because I guess when you book this thing at Central Park, they just give you a photographer. Yeah. But she's like, you going to go over there? So I was like, yeah, okay. Planner said I'm going to go. So I went and I get there and then the planned photographer it was just an older gentleman who you could tell just, you know, did this as a gig because the city paid him or whatever central park yeah. paid him. Um, so he didn't care. He, he shows up, takes a couple of pictures. So he sees me with my 50 cameras and, you know, like taking it too seriously. And he was like, well, and he just went home because obviously he got paid already. <laughs> so yeah, he was just like, well, whatever. Kid, so that was, that was my first word. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, that worked out. I got some really good photos considering that it was my first ever wedding. Actually, a lot of times when I show people, they're like, this is your first wedding? And I'm like, yeah. So I kind of started my portfolio that way. And then I had a couple engagements. The only downside to focusing on engagements is that I mainly did engagements and it was harder to book for weddings. But I had this one couple who was doing their engagement and they just kept grilling me like, hey, do you do weddings? Hey, have you ever shot a wedding? And I literally, at the time, because this was before my first wedding, I was like, oh, no. <laughs> I've never even seconded it or anything. Um, but by the end of the engagement session, they were like, hey, we really want to book you for a wedding. So I booked them a year out. And within that year was when I took weddings enough to feel comfortable for their, because there was, a, it was like a full, real, whole-blown wedding. So within that year is when I kind of got in the training 
and I kind of freaked out at first. I was like, oh no, and bought too much gear and everything. And yeah, it it just went like that. Two years in, I got a mentor and he really taught me the business of wedding photography, which I definitely needed. And then that's where I'm at today. Eight years I, later. Eight years. That's awesome. Yeah. Four uh, years of it, I was still at a day job. That That's a fun story, too, of me going full time. <laughs> that's amazing. And uh, tell me, so w- w- with everything going well, you also went into the, the YouTube space and uh, became, I mean, you became a creator, you know, however you want to describe it, but. Now you share your knowledge with, uh, uh, with, with everybody and tell me about that. Like how, how has that, uh, been going? Uh, so that, that has been going really well, actually more so than I had thought it would. Um, funny enough. So I, I've always liked to teach people. That's been my thing forever. When I was mainly focusing on music, I actually had a YouTube channel for that and I did tutorials on using specific programs for making music and stuff. So my second time around for YouTube on the photography thing, it was kind of a natural progression. But so this is when I started doing it when I moved back home to North Carolina from New York. And at the time when I moved, I had to quit my job. So I had no job. And I was pretty much just like, you know what? I like making videos. I like teaching others. So I'll just try and make some videos I'm not really going to make a thing out of it. I don't expect to make any money. I was just like, whatever. Um, And I ended up making a video that did really well. It was one of my first videos about editing on an iPad, like in Lightroom. This is when that was like a new concept. And it was like, watch, you can do that on an iPad? Because now it's, at this point, people are doing it for real. And they get that it's an actual way you can edit. But when I did that video, it was like, no professional use as an iPad. And I was like, I do. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But so I did that video and it it did well, which pushed me into the YouTube partner program, which is when you actually start making money from videos. So then I was like, well, you know what? I guess I'll just try to be consistent. And yeah, that's, (laughs) that's how I ended up where I'm at today with the YouTube channel. Nice. And, and it's, it's amazing. Uh, Tell the world where they can find, uh, uh, what, what is it, the the John Branch photography? <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, JBIV photography is me on the internet, almost everywhere. So on YouTube, JBIV photography or JBIV photography. Um, that's the same for Instagram. That's the same for Twitter. It's a little different for Facebook, but I don't like using Facebook anyway. <laughs> yeah, Facebook is. I, I only use it for um, anytime I finish a wedding, I'll, I'll throw a link on my profile exactly. Page. <laughs> it's like, hey, photos, and, the, and that's about it. Um, so w- with everything going well, I mean, d- during the eight years, I'm, I'm curious how um, how was it when COVID came around? Um, like, what was what was that experience like uh, for for a full time uh, self employed photographer in in your neck of the woods? 
that was that was an interesting year. And funny enough, so we kind of we've lined up everything, but the timing of YouTube was like 2019 was when it took started taking off. Yes. So luckily for me, what happened was 2020 came around and I had this fallback income of YouTube and I had a, a I think I, I did like maybe six weddings that year. Um, so I did still have a handful of weddings, but I, I think I canceled maybe four and I rescheduled the rest, which had to be maybe 10 weddings. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that was it was a rough year, but luckily YouTube helped me sustain the business. And I also, I, I was able to refund my couples who did cancel like full all the way back to their deposits and everything. Yeah. Because yeah, that was that was an interesting year. <laughs> yeah, that one hurt <laughs> to say the least. Um, but fortunately, it was. Uh, your how was the state? Uh, it was like a severe lockdown that you had, or or because or, I know uh, everything was different state by state. Uh, for yeah, example, it got pretty bad at one point. It did because I remember a lot of planners. You know, like well, the plant the planners had it really rough. But I can remember like some of my favorite planners down here, like every week being like, okay, only 10 people can be indoors and only 15 outdoors. And, you know, like, what does that mean for your wedding? There was just a lot of that. I mean, I guess comparative to some states, it wasn't so bad here. The whole time we were still kind of able to do weddings. But at one point, it definitely got down to like, you can only have 15 people and it has to be outdoors and and that's about it. Yeah. It was uh in Massachusetts. It was uh pretty strict that first year. Whereas New Hampshire was like <laughs> what covid. <laughs> <laughs> like in, in Massachusetts you had to had like, you know, you, you double down on your masks we 15 like i said 15 people outside uh, stay six feet apart uh you could dance but you can't look at each other um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know it's, it's only the bride and groom can take off their mask at the at, at the altar but you got to wear it coming down and meanwhile in new hampshire they're having uh contests uh, you know spit in your mouth contest it's like, <laughs> yeah <laughs> Like there's no problem. We're outside. We can't catch it. It's it's te- technically everybody's outside. We, if we if you open all the doors and windows, technically you're outside. We. <laughs> I did. I I definitely had a couple of weddings like that during 2020 where I was like, wow, they're really just they're just going for it. And I was like, okay, I guess I'm here. Yeah, I'm like, well, I uh I got my will uh <laughs> updated. <laughs> I, that this this is how I die, I guess. <laughs> and you know what? You know what? Funny enough, I was still doing weddings throughout 2020 and 2021, and I didn't catch COVID from a wedding until this year. And I was like so mad. I was like, what? How did I go this whole time? And then finally, here it comes. And was, ah, so how mad. bad did you get hit? <laughs> oh my goodness. That thing knocked me out. Damn. I was I was done for a week. Just I um, <laughs> I um I had 
I had it, a mild case of it, but my taste has not come back yet. Oh no. Uh, like, like, like it's so basically, um, one by one in my family, uh, first it started with my son. Uh, he, he, he got, he got, uh, the, the COVID, uh, from school, uh, during, during one of the, 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 the peaks. Yep. And then, uh, and then, then my daughter got it shortly after that. And then, uh, then my wife said, Oh, I can't taste anything. It just, it, like just overnight. It just, she lost it. And I'm like, I'm like, I gotta survive this. I gotta survive. Yeah, that's how it sneaks up on you like that too. That was exactly me. I was like, Hey, I'm a little, my nose a little stuffy. I feel okay. Next, next morning. It was just like, yeah. well, I was able to stay away from them for uh, at least uh, four days before it got me. Um, I, I I went to the refrigerator and I uh, took a whiff of the horseradish and could not smell it. Wow. And, <laughs> and, and I uh, I watched Battlefield Earth with John Travolta. I'm like, yeah, this this is kind of it's not bad. And then that's when I realized that I <laughs> all sense of uh, taste and <laughs> all sense of taste, <laughs> all sense of taste was gone. <laughs> My sense of smell and taste gone. Um, it was, uh, and it hasn't really come back yet. I, um, I, I could smell certain things. I can, um, taste few certain things, but like it, it's not 100%. Oh and no. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not the best, <laughs> but I'm, I'm, uh, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm still training <laughs> to bring it back. <laughs> um, one thing at a time, but, uh, yeah, it's uh, but I'm glad that everything worked out and, and the photography uh, business is is booming. It's doing really well. Um, with uh, with the system and everything in place, like what what has it meant to be a Fujifilm ex photographer? You said prior to us recording, you, you started off as an ex creator, and then now officially an ex-photographer, uh, how did Fujifilm find you or, or, or did you approach Fujifilm and what has that experience been like, uh, since? Yeah. Um, I think they were looking for creators at one point and it was kind of a contest, but I remember signing up for it. And after I signed up for it, I actually didn't, when I don't think it was a contest, they were just picking people. Yeah. Um, but I wasn't chosen. And then uh Tamaya Colvin, who's also an educator, and she does workshops as well, she emailed Fujifilm on my behalf and was like, This dude swears by Fuji and has been, and he's like, Good. <laughs> <laughs> um, so she kind of helped me get in the door, mainly by just having that word of mouth basically from someone else. Um, and it was just funny cause like I had just been complaining to my wife, like a couple months earlier, like, I don't even know how to become an extra talk. There's no, I, I don't know where to <laughs> sign up. And then like, boom, just like that, 
Next thing I know, I'm like talking to them. And it's been really, it's been such a cool experience just to be kind of close to Fujifilm like that and know that like I get to, you know, come with them sometimes when they do events and present with them, which is really cool because I like doing that kind of stuff anyway. And it just opens up a whole new field of photographers who love Fujifilm just as much as I do. Because it was just funny. They were just like, you know, like, hey, you're an ex-photographer. Do you shoot Fujifilm? And I'm like, yeah, like, that's that's all I have. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I have everything. Because at the time, I think I had everything but a GF system. You know, I had XT3s and, a, and an XT4 and an XT30, and, you know, like five different lenses and things. They're like, yeah, tell us what your kit looks like. I'm like, well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's it's fun. And there's a lot of cool creators too. That's another thing I think I like about it is just having all these other creators and ex-photographers that you get to talk to and meet and be friends with. I know um, Reggie Ballesteros, he's out in California, but he also does YouTube. So that was cool because we had met and then we also kind of became ex-photographers at the same time. Oh, right on. Um, so now it's like we get to talk about YouTube stuff and we get to talk about Fujifilm stuff. And yeah, it's it's been really a really cool experience. That's awesome. And have you been able to do uh, much photo walks since then? Like, uh, no, that's actually what I want to do. That's I need to. And I became a ex photographer, like in that 2021 20 range where like you couldn't do anything. Yeah. So that's the main reason why I haven't done any photo walks yet, but that's definitely something I want to do. I did. I've done a fair amount of stuff with them at WPPI. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's been really cool. So I've done a photo. I've done photo walks there at WPPI, but that's all I've done. I want to do one myself, or even in my area. That'd be cool. I uh, I'm wondering if w- what what would it take to just create your own photo walk? Um, yeah. Apart from you know having a interesting place to photograph. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would imagine that would be the first thing on the list. Uh, mental note, find photogenic stuff. <laughs> yeah, probably that. And <clears throat> I would assume how many people you could get to come. Yeah. Um, luckily, at this point, I have my YouTube clout, quote unquote. <laughs> so I'm, <laughs> I'm sure I could bring a fairly decent crowd to a photo walk. I don't think I have clout. No, not yet. <laughs> I think I can get a couple, uh, a few good people. Um, I, I think four or five, but man, that small group, I think we could find some great photography and we could probably walk in to any pub and, and not cause a scene. <laughs> and, uh, and, and have some good food. You know what? I think I'm going to do this. <laughs> <laughs> You've talked me into it. Yeah, sounds like a plan. Um, all right, I got to think of that now. Uh, now someone is going to hold me to it. <laughs> uh, if you're in the New England area, FujiLoveFeedback at gmail.com and uh, see if anyone bites. Uh, maybe, I'll, maybe I'll come up there and do a photo walk. Because, oh, you know, so I went to school in uh, Boston. Did you? Where'd my you go? Wife, yeah, my wife is from Cambridge. I went to Berkeley College of Music. 
Oh, of course you did. That, that's, that makes sense. <laughs> Where did your wife go? Uh, she went to Berkeley as well. That's kind of how we met. Oh, okay. Right on. I mean, there, there's so many colleges so close to one another. Yeah. But, uh, that was the fun part. You know, walk over the bridge. MIT's right there. Yep. Hop on the green line. Who? What, what was over there? BU, I think it was. You know, like everybody was right. Northeastern was right there. Yeah, that's my brother's alma mater. Mine is... Uh, I like to say it's MIT. I, I I never went to school there. I worked there for a, a little while, but my God, yeah. I fall in love with that school. <laughs> it's like it's awesome. Uh, <laughs> I worked here. Can I still wear the hat? Oh, you don't care. <laughs> Here's the twenty bucks. Yeah, here. All right. <laughs> um, I MIT is great. I um. Working for them, I, I I I listen to their plans, like what what they have envisioned for the future and stuff. It's like, man, the colleges. I, I'm not a big fan of colleges, but that one that one spoke to me, and yeah. uh, I was happy to work for them. Uh, but alas, they won't have me back. I was only <laughs> contract. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I know, poor Mark. <laughs> but um. But that's awesome. You, you've been so, yeah. Well, definitely, um, man. Cambridge has changed. When, when did you graduate? Oh goodness, it was uh, like twenty ten, somewhere in that range. Yeah, it's it's. You know what? We'll we'll we'll, we'll do a photo walk at Cambridge and see what's changed. Ah, <laughs> oh, that'd be so awesome. It's been so long since I've been back up there. Actually, it's probably been since around twenty eleven or so. One of the jobs that I had in Cambridge, uh, when I wasn't at MIT, uh, I worked for another company uh, in Kendall Square, uh, mm-hmm. right in the middle of Kendall Square. And at the time, I worked on the second floor right above uh, a place called Tommy Doyle's Pub, uh, Irish oh, Pub. Oh, yeah. You remember Tommy Doyle's? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I worked right above it, and oh my god, I loved, I I loved watching uh, soccer games there. I, I knew there was a soccer game every. They they they, they would be very boisterous vo- about it, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it, uh, those were some good times. And uh, it's no it's no longer there. It's oh. a barbecue place now. Yeah, yeah I'm yeah. sure everything has changed. Oh, completely. It's, um, man, we're gonna going down a lot of memory lane here. All right, so yeah, let's let's do it. We'll do a Boston photo walk at some point, and and then maybe come down to uh, North Carolina. And uh, what do you guys have down there? You have a lot have, of waterfalls. Uh, I know that we have barbecue and the you know the one thing I like most about North Carolina, and I'm I'm from North, like born and raised, but so where I am in Raleigh you're kind of smack dab in between the mountains and yep. the beach. So it's like three hours either way you get, you know, during yes. the fall, you get peak season on the Appalachian mountains, you know, just beautiful leaves and stuff, or you can go to the beach. So it's like, I actually just got back from the beach um, a couple days ago. And it's just, it's just nice having all that. I actually, I did a styled shoot once um, when I first moved back down here where and this is this is crazy. The planner, she was it was cool, but we literally drove out to the beach for one day of the style shoot, and then the next day drove to the mountains. 
for the style shoots. It was, nice. it was like a lot. Um, we have that here, but subtract two hours from the, the, the beach and one hour from the mountains. That's true. I never really went to the beach area of Massachusetts. And then for the mountains, we usually drove up to Vermont. Vermont's nice. Vermont yeah. is Vermont is very rolling hills. That's yeah. um they, they they've made that more like like Swiss flavored. I guess it's because of the Von Trapps. Um, <laughs> New Hampshire is very uh, different style of mountains, at least in the White Mountains. Um, yeah, there's so many road trips. I, 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 I love landscape photography. I love waterfall photography. Um, if I'm not photographing yeah. couples, it's usually photographing waterfalls. That's something I want to get more into. I didn't do a lot of landscape. I think the other genre that I'm not known for as much is street photography. I did a fair amount of that. Yeah. Um, but that was when I was starting photography and when I was in New York. So I don't really have a portfolio at all of my street work. But I used to do a fair amount of that. That's a lot of how I learned how to shoot as well. What were you using for the street photography? Um, that was also with my 60, which was yeah. kind of big and clunky for street photography. But Had uh, the Nifty 50 on it? Yeah. That <laughs> or um, I used to use the Sigma 50. 50 art, which is huge. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's not it's not very subtle, but my God, the 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 color you get from that is yes, the Sigma art lenses, yes. <laughs> Aren't the art lenses coming to Fujifilm? I don't know. So they did they did release X mount finally, which was cool. Yeah, um, and I got to try that out, which was really awesome. Um the lenses, in my opinion, didn't really stand up as much to the Fujifilm lenses. Yeah. However, they were really good. Like if you were if you're getting into the X system and you're like, you know what? I wanna save as much money as possible, get like a XT double digit, so like a XT twenty, XT thirty, and pair it with Sigma X mount, and that's a great entry point to Fujifilm. Like you can do that, get a used double digit XT and a Sigma X mount. And you're like, I don't know, probably between 500 and a thousand max. It's a the great, just great entry point. And the lenses are very capable from what I saw when I was using them. What I love about Fujifilm in addition, uh, like, I mean, uh, there's so much to love, but <laughs> like what you just said resonates because any given camera is giving the same results. So like yep. you and I using the XT series or the X pro series uh, or, 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 you know, whatever the quote unquote professional camera is, is dishing out the same uh, image quality as the the XE four or the the X uh, XT double digit number? Yeah, right? 
Like your the the performance might vary. The, 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 there's a little nuances like you know the shutter speed uh, limit limitation. The the yep. how much how many photos you could take before it blacks out or anything like that. Um. Uh, like like there, there's those nuances, but in the end, you're not missing out by as far as like the end result, the the final image. The final image is amazing all throughout their system, and, and I think that speaks volumes to 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 Fujifilm. Yeah. I feel like th- there's like a there's like a soul and a language to their cameras. And what's really cool is when you finally get into the system, you can hop around and not feel lost. So, yes. you know, I was on an X-T2 and I upgraded to the X-T3. And then I heard about the X-T30 and it was like, it's basically the same guts as the X-T3, but it's smaller. And like like you said, the shutter's not as fast. You can't use a grip. But now I have this little version of what I already love. And then, you know, I got an X-T4 and you're like, oh, it's about the same. And then I tried a GFX. And you're like, oh, I know this already, even though it's a totally different thing and it's medium format. And you know, it's just so much more, <laughs> but the guts is the same. Like I, I just jumped on it and I was like, oh, I know this. Um, even trying out the X-H2S, same thing. It's very different. Like it's probably the most different Fujifilm camera I've ever tried. Yeah. There's like all these extra buttons. There's like a white balance button. There's the record button now. So you don't have to switch between video or photo. You could literally be taking pictures and then just take a video. Um, there's a lot of things. So it was very, the menus are a little different, but it still was Fujifilm. Yes. And so I was like immediately like, oh yeah, I know this. I feel comfortable. This is great. It's not like, I know some other camera systems from what I'm familiar with, you get a different body and it's almost a totally different thing. You just you have to figure it out yep. versus it just being like, here's your camera. The quality you're going to get out of it is great or better than the last one, but it's basically the same. And again, like, like I said earlier, it just separates the camera and the process. So now you can say, I see this thing. I want to create this image of this thing that I'm experiencing. And I don't have to sit here noodling around with my camera because I know it that well, even if you hand me a Fuji system I've never used. It's awesome. Like that, that, that is such a, uh, great, great comfort to, to know that like wh- wherever you are in the system, whether you're upgrading or whether you're, um, uh, you know, moving upwards or laterally, you're going to be speaking essentially the same language and uh, minor variations here and there. Um, GFX uh, had a few, few things that um, confused me for a little bit. Uh, but I mean, f- for like a few seconds. And, yeah. And then, like you see like, it and you're like, what? Wow. <laughs> yeah. And, and then you're back off to the races and, 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 and shooting um but yeah it's 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 a great feeling and uh again like your work has been just beautiful um 
and last question I, I gotta ask um do you predominantly do like raw settings or are you like film simulation guy oh my goodness so i, I do generally shoot raw however Every day I'm like, maybe I should just stop doing this and shoot JPEG so I don't have to edit as many photos. (laughs) (laughs) So I do film sims when I'm shooting for my own personal self or my own personal work. Yeah. Um, So even just talking about like the XT double digit series, um, I was just at the beach for my wife's birthday and I brought my XT30 with me and like the 35 F2 and did classic Chrome and I tried to make it as film esque as possible. So like, you know, turned up the grain to strong, um, turn the sharpening to minus four, you know, like yep. little settings like that to give it a little bit more of a film feel to it. And then, yeah, just shoot it JPEG. I, I love it so much. Like so good. And like you said, the quality is great. I know how to use the camera, small light. So yeah, film Sims mainly for my own, personal use in my own life and then i'm still shooting raw for all my professional work but honestly like i don't need to you know like (laughs) the the film sims are that good you know just shoot jpeg and raw and have raws as backup maybe yeah yeah i mean i i i i'm kind of float between um, JPEG only and raw. If it's a difficult lighting condition, yeah. I'll usually have raw on. Um, but if it's like an easy cloudy day or something like that, it's a JPEG. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure it looks right and just blah, 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 blah. Yep. Beautiful photos. And then you just have to call it real quick. You could turn around the photos so quick to your couples and it looks good. Yeah. I almost, funny enough, I had someone recently, they were like, oh, we're looking for a film photographer. And I almost wanted to be like, you know what? If I brought my GFX 100S and set it up in a certain way, and because for whatever reason, most people don't know Fujifilm. Yeah. Um, I bet you they would think it was film. <laughs> you know, just, <laughs> just use it like that. No one ever know. <laughs> I mean, people think we were using film anyway. Yeah, yeah. There's that film. Every wedding, there's always somebody. So what you're shooting with? And, and you know, Fujifilm. They're like, what? You're not using Canon or Nikon? Fujifilm. Wait, is it film? <laughs> no. It's kind not. of. <laughs> it may as well be. Call it digital film. I'm about to market that. I'm going to market myself as a digital film photographer. Oh, see if that that's, that's nice. That. God damn! I, I wish I thought of that. <laughs> I got a trademark. Yeah, yeah you got it. You, you got it first. It's I'm recording it, so it's it, it's it's yours. <laughs> so, um, what I uh, what I love is still seeing uh, the Uncle Bob's come to weddings with uh, the massive Canon system <laughs> and the massive seventy to two hundred. <laughs> And here I am, uh, like at a wedding with, uh, I, I think I, I had an X Pro 2 at the time. An X Pro, <laughs> yeah. uh, X Pro 2 and um, XT2 uh, uh, on either side. Um, I'm like, how's that feel? 
<laughs> little tiny camera. They're like, huh, are you even a professional? Yeah, yes, I am. It's it's okay. Like, sir, we're we're in a very enclosed place. Are, are you planning on shooting this from the parking lot? Because that's probably <laughs> the, the, the closest you could be with that focal length. Um, yeah, it's 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 funny. Um, I, I I yeah the the the, the Uncle Bob's. I, I didn't know that people are still uh, buying. Somebody has to buy that gear, I guess. The old stuff. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. It's a uh, dirt cheap, but um, man, it's been awesome chatting with you. Uh, tell the world where they can find you one more time on the web, your, your Instagram and all your, all your feeds. Yeah, I think so. The website and all the feeds is JBIV photography or JBIV photography. That's on Instagram, YouTube, jbivphotography.com. This, this me everywhere. Awesome. John, awesome having you on the show. We definitely have to have you come back uh, sometime, uh, mainly probably to talk about your uh, cuddly bear uh, kingship and, and, oh, yeah. and get the story and on my that. Dynasty, my, my fourth. <laughs> I, have a, I have a fifth John Branch. He exists. Oh, do you? Going. Yeah. Let's <laughs> continue. That's awesome. Um, I'll have to read that script later. Um, <laughs> uh, congratulations. That's awesome. Um, Thank you. So, man, awesome having you on the show. Uh, we will have you back at some point. It, it was great having this conversation. And, uh, yeah, uh, good luck with uh, the rest of the year, and uh, we'll talk soon. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the show, and I hope to see you back next week. I wanted to also mention one more time that this is brought to you by Fuji Love Magazine. For the latest and greatest in all things Fujifilm X-Series and GFX, head on over to fujilove.com. Subscribe today. And my name is Mark Sadowski. You can find me on Instagram or Twitter. Mostly Instagram, though. I'm at Mark Sadowski. That's Mark with a C. And you can also check out my other podcast, Xmark. It's a Fujifilm-esque kind of show, where it's more spice of life and pretty infrequent. But if you want more of my voice, that's the place to check it out. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you soon.